What do you call it when Batman misses church? Christian Bale. What do you get when you cross a snowman with a vampire? Frostbite. <laughs> National Tell a Joke Day. Uh, Grab your phone. They're listening Use up at the Utah. Open mic. They're what? Listening up at Utah. Oh, they are? Yep. I just put in a request for an interview, and he said, I'll get it done, even though I have to listen to your bad jokes. <laughs> DJ and PK brought to you in part by Diamond Airport Parking. Fantastic rates, free car washes, 24-7 shuttle services, detail oil changes, and glass repair while you're away. Diamond Airport with the best rewards program in Utah. It's the only airport valet service in Utah. Park, ride, and save. Just off I-80 and Redwood Road, that's Diamond Airport Parking. How do you keep BYU players out of your yard? Put up goalposts. That's from Clint. They're going to score this year, I promise you. Yeah? Yeah. Sweet. All right, you spoke with Gunnar Romney. We're talking BYU and Utah football here in the 8 o'clock hour. We heard from Guy Holiday and Aaron Roderick. Gunnar Romney, is he the answer to the question you posed? What about big plays? Talking to Aaron Roderick. He's 6'3", PK. Yeah. And you got the background because he's an Arizona kid. Yeah, he went to Chandler. That's a football power down there. His teammate was Nikhil Harry. His teammate was Conover, who's on a mission now and is committed to play quarterback at BYU. And I know the Devils wanted Romney, and I know the Devils wanted Conover. And they got Nikhil Harry, who's now first-round NFL draft pick. And they that, hired their coach. That high school team was loaded. Oh, there's a slew of guys. Sean yeah. Aguano. Yeah, they're yeah those, that's, they just had a uh, top tight end commit to Texas. All right, here's PK with Gunnar Romney on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Gunnar, this is your second season. Let's start it off with your health. How is it? My health is 100% right now. Had a full full off season to recover and to, to get healthy and big and strong. And I'm feeling good throughout fall camp. How much do you think you showed last year that you still need to improve upon this year? Um, I mean, there's a there's a tons that I have to improve on. Last year coming in, uh, I was slowed down a little bit by the injuries, but um, even during the season, I felt like it was, it was a good experience for me to learn about the speed and the strength. Um, and, and just the overall just tempo of the game in college football. So I think that's what I've been really, really focusing on, and I know, I know what to expect now, uh, now that I have a season under my belt coming in. So it's, it's going to be a better year this year. In today's world, you know, with the Internet, everybody knows what everyone's star ranking is and who's recruiting you. And, and with you, you know, being down there from the Phoenix area, you went to Chandler, right? And that's a big powerhouse. A bunch of guys have gone in the NFL. So my point is you come in with a lot of hype. And people, fans, media, whomever, they expect you to just deliver right away. Are you aware of all the talk that goes around concerning your particular situation? Yeah, 100%. Like, you hear the hype and you hear you hear everybody talking, but at the end of the day, it's 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 about your performance and it's about what you think of yourself. So you can't you can't listen to any of that. Um, stars and stuff. Once you once you get out of high school, they don't really matter anymore because you're on the team. You have to start from from square one. Uh, you have to start at, at point zero again. So really, you just have to focus on yourself, not let any of the hype get to you, and just focus on working yourself up. Because of the injury last year or injuries, would you say last season was that frustrating, disappointing for you personally? How would you phrase it? Um, I would just say it was it was a it was a learning 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 season for me. 
Um, it was obviously I didn't have the production that I wanted to because of some of that stuff, but it really helped me learn um, about taking care of my body and about just even the few games that I did get did get to play and get experience. It just it just taught me so much about what I what I need to do to to excel at this level. So then, how much motivation do you have? Because I'm sure you really believe in your ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I have tons of motivation to come back and prove that that I can be a weapon on the field and and you know um, throughout this offseason it was motivating me to know that that I can come out and I can perform and so that's I just had a plane with a chip on my shoulder yeah with that chip what are you expecting from yourself this season I, I expect to be a huge contributor to this team at the end of the day it's, it's it's all about doing what you can to help this team win and I'm hoping that I can be able to to be one of the main guys to, to boost this team and help us get tons of wins this year do you know where you fit in depth chart wise receiver po- with the receivers at this point um I mean all the receivers we, we run most of us run uh, I'm running with the ones right now but we're we have a pretty pretty open rotation it's fall camp everybody's getting reps right now so we're just really trying to spread it around how explosive do you think you can be because big plays obviously can make a difference I mean that's a that's a huge thing that's that's one of the things I've been working on most trying to trying to be an explosive player and create those big those big plays for this offense because I feel like we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of them this year and I feel like I, I can be a big part of it you had good size obviously how, how physical can you be with DBs guarding you it, it helps a lot um, with your size I mean at the college level DBs are gonna try and get in your face they're gonna try and be physical with you so it's, it's all about the receiver taking the physicality to them and really making yourself the man and you, you trying to push them around instead of letting them push you around was that a surprise or maybe if it's not a surprise how big of an adjustment was it from high school to in this situation that you're speaking of I don't think it was it was a huge surprise but definitely just the the physicality and the size of all the DBs it's a huge jump from from high school to college and so that's that's one thing that I wanted to work on tons of soft season is getting bigger and stronger mm-hmm. so I can so I can compete better at that did you gain weight I did I gained about 10 pounds this offseason so what are you now about 190 right now okay. and I'm sure when you were down there what is it the wool is that that's a Chandler? Yes, yeah. sir. On uh, Arizona Boulevard, right? Am I right? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I used to cover Chandler <laughs> High for the Mesa Tribune way back when, before you were born, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, I'm sure in high school you had a great relationship with your quarterback, and he knew that he could depend on you. Was it Conover? It was Conover. Yeah, so he could get you the ball, you'd go make a play, and the result would be pretty good. How is it going as you try to build that relationship with Wilson and then Hall, the number two kid? Yeah, it's been it's been awesome this offseason I mean um, Zach was obviously held back by by an injury this year but even just watching film with him and and you know getting the reps that we could um, at, towards the end of the end of the summer and stuff it's it's helped a lot I can already tell because last year you come in um, you don't have much time before the season um, before you have to start playing so I can just tell the chemistry there is just a hundred times better than it was last season and he was a freshman so I'm sure in talking to a rod and Grimes that they didn't necessarily put everything out on his plate because he didn't want to overwhelm him. And now since he has that experience, they believe he can do more, which translates into throwing the ball more. So there's going to be an opportunity, I believe, to have more receptions, not just for you, but for all the receivers. How is important how important is it for the receivers as a group to make sure you come through so they call, keep calling pass plays? It's it's super important. Zach's a Zach's a he's he's confident in his abilities and that's what we need as receivers. We need him to be able to trust us. And so it's all about just practice every single day making plays in practice getting open um, being able to make that play so he has that trust in us and the coaches have that trust in us that when uh, when the game's on the line or when we need a big
big play that they can go to us. Not just not just me, but any of the receivers out there. Uh, right, that's what I'm saying. So you definitely look bigger from last year. I mean, I think that's obvious. How about your speed? I've, I feel like I've gotten faster too. Uh, just this off season with the college uh, strength staff, it's been it's treated me really good. It was it was hard. I'm not gonna lie. First uh, first off season, but it's really helped me, and I can feel the difference. So you think you can get deep? I think so. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's so what we're so. Have they used you deep at all in fall camp? Yeah, I mean we've been we've been throwing the ball around a little bit, and so that's just one thing that we've really been emphasizing. We've been trying to get explosive plays, and so that means taking shots and stuff. And I think as a receiving core and as an offense, we've been all around doing a really good job with that. Everybody wants to win, so that's the ultimate goal. Do you have any personal goals beyond that? Um, honestly, just to, it, like I just wanted to want to uh, contribute as much as I can, whether that's two catches or whether that's a hundred catches. It doesn't really matter. As long as I can, I can say I did my part and say that that I helped this team win. So you're an East Valley kid down in Arizona, and there's a lot of BYU connections there. And obviously, you chose to come here. Growing up, how much did you know about the rivalry with the Utes? Um, obviously, I had I had a couple family members come through here and play here, so it was it was always a big game for me. But I didn't really understand the the intensity that it, that it had until I moved to the state of Utah. It's just like it's night and day here. Um, it's just a, it's such a big rivalry, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Are you aware of the streak? I am aware of the streak. That's, that's something that's been in the back of my head and hoping to end it. How much would that mean to everybody on this team? I realize I'm putting you in the position of a spokesman, but I am talking to you right now yeah. to be able to beat these guys for the first time in what would be like nine, ten years. Yeah, I mean, as a team, we all we all want to start out the season strong. Um, I mean, that team up north there, they've, they've been good for the past couple of years, and we want to we want to prove a point that, that we can compete with anybody in the country um, and we want to prove a point that, that we can we can be the big dogs and we can step up in big in big situations do you pay attention to all the hype they're getting um not really you try to tune everything out you just got to focus on yourself and focus on your team and really just uh that's what it's all about is is loving each other on the team and not letting the any of the outside influence get into it before I let you go, do you have a prediction? No, I don't have a prediction <laughs> about that. I'm not going to say anything, but I, I trust our team. All right, thanks, Connor. Appreciate it. Do you have a prediction? I'll throw it out there. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah. I'm going to punk those guys. 34-3. to three. They're going to make a one-yard field goal. That's Gunnar Romney. BYU needs a deep threat. Utah needs a deep threat. Jalen Dixon. Kyle Whittingham pronounced him. As legitimate as a deep threat that there is in the country. Holy freak. Yeah. Here's Jalen Dixon with PK. I don't know if you hold Jalen, but on Saturday, your coach, Kyle Whittingham, said you're one of the best deep threats in the country. Did you hear that? Yes, sir. Um, you know, it's just it's really cool to know that your coach has a lot, um, you know, of confidence in you. And um, I just want to go out there and consistently prove that I can do that and uh, show him what he's seen and just, just try to get better. So then Andy Ludwig said he thought that you were not just a specialized player, a deep threat. He thought that you could be an every down receiver. 
receiver. So you got some pretty good compliments on Saturday from your head coach and then your offensive coordinator. What do you think about the possibility of you being an every down receiver? I mean, that's the goal, of course. Um, I come out here and I work hard every single day. We all, you know, um, sit in the meetings rooms and try to get the scheme down, you know, to uh, to a T. And um, it's just a lot, you know, it, it gives me confidence to, to try to uh, consistently just get better and improve. And that's my goal. So you can't, you last season, your freshman season, you, you sort of came on as the season progressed. Was that a matter of just being comfortable? Yeah, I think that's what it was. It's um, just, you know, throughout practices and everything and, you know, just like being a freshman, it's hard. The first, you know, part of the season, you know, just getting used to the faster pace of the game and everything. But once the practices went along and everything and the games went along and uh, my teammates were able to, like, help me get comfortable. And, and of course, having Jason back there, that, that helped too. But, um, yeah, it was just really trying to just be, be better and just learn last year. And, um, you know, so, yeah. So then you went to high school with Jason, right? Yeah. So, so you obviously had a relationship with him. Well, now Tyler's going to be the starting quarterback. How is that going to be with you and him? It's great. Um, we're still, you know, um, working on it and everything. And um, it's all been good. And, you know, there's no real um, – I wouldn't say that I feel more confident or less confident with one. Uh, they're all like, we all have great quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. They're all great, and um, you know Tyler is great at making those plays down the field, just as Jason was. So um, I, I don't think there will be any drop off. There's no uh, differentiating in, in you know confidence or ability mm-hmm. or anything. So. You think people look at you and think, well, wait a second, he's not that big. I, I underestimate him. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think so. Um, um, I think that's kind of how it was sometimes. Uh, they see my speed and they see uh, what I can do down the field. And I think that's what makes them, you know, kind of nervous or, or whatever. But um, I, I don't really, you know, see my size as a problem. Uh, that's never been the case. I've mm-hmm. been small my whole life right. and I still got to this point. So um, I feel like if I just continue to work on my craft and getting better, then the sky's the limit. So how much do you think, given the fact of your speed, that guys are going to play off you a little bit so they're not burned long, mm-hmm. can you use that your advantage for a bunch of underneath stuff? Yeah, it's really just whatever uh, the call is. Um, you know, whatever the defense seems to be doing, if they're laying back and not letting me get deep, uh, I'm still, if the play calls for me to get deep, I'm going to still try to get there. So um, it's really just trying to just counter whatever the uh, defense is doing. And uh, Coach Lud does a great job of doing that. So the last part of the season, you, which we already discussed, was your breakout season. So now, when you go into games this year, people are going to know who number 25 is. You're not going to be able to catch anybody mm-hmm. by surprise. How much do you have to be aware of that to make sure you step up your game? Of course I have to be aware of it. Um, you know, they're, they're seeing me from last year and what I was able to do. And, and I feel like what I want to do uh, this year is more. So um, knowing that and knowing what they're going to do is just – I just have to work harder, and that's all it is, is just uh, go out there and just compete and just trying to do do the the things that I know that I can do mm-hmm. to, to, to really help this team. What do you think you need to work on? Um, really, it's just my consistency. Um, there's a lot of times where I can do a lot of great things, and then sometimes, uh, you know, one or two things can be wrong. So it's just making sure that all the things that I'm doing are right and um, making sure that each little detail is perfect. When you're going long and you're open, 
and that ball's coming down. What's going through your mind? Really just catching it. That's all it is. Just focusing, uh, riding on the ball and uh, knowing that this is what I've been doing my whole life and, you know, just, just trying to catch it, really. That's all it is. No nerves? No nerves. No, not, not at all. Um, you don't really really think that much. You know, you're just, you're in the air and you're just running and the ball's coming and you don't really have time to think because the ball's there. Like, so. so no 50,000 people are riding on this no, game? not at all. Not at all. Um, I mean, you think about that, of course, but it's not something that you really stress on at all. It's, uh, you know... At the end of the day, it's just football. It's what I've been doing my whole life. So, Do you see anything different in the offense from Taylor to Ludwig? Yeah, uh, definitely just see um, really from the whole team is just more confidence, knowing what to do. And I feel like last year there's a lot of times where it was throughout the week we, we weren't able to really focus on specific things. So, Good. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Jalen Dixon, Utah wide receiver. One of the best deep threats in the country. Yeah, we'll see if that can happen because if it does, obviously that's a huge bonus for the ball club, man. Really can make a big-time difference. They really haven't had one of those in recent years. Haven't had. I mean, I think you can put Covey as on a consistent uh, possession guy to be able to catch the ball and make plays. But as far as getting deep, Covey's so shifty and his feet are quick, so the interim stuff... He can uh, be very, very difficult to track down and get a good shot at. Uh, but getting behind the D, you need that. And if Dixon is your guy, that's that's great news. He's fast as all get out. He's a sharp young man. I enjoy talking with him. I think the one thing I've learned, we've played a bunch of interviews that I've been doing here this morning. The one thing I've learned is, man, I am really good at asking pertinent questions. <laughs> You actually are. You shouldn't say it like that. It makes it comedy. You're a good interviewer. Oh, I was going to have some fun. What? That, but you, you say it. Go serious. You, you say it. What? You say it like that. It robs the truth, and we're what? in the rot. What? We're in the room of truth. Why does it rob the truth? I think because it enhances the, the truth. It. No, no, because tone. Your tone. <laughs> what tone, Loke? I mean, what? What no. tone here? Your tone lends itself to. I'm just. Comedy Again, seeing sarcasm. it, there's no comedy or sarcasm there. I'm just saying, this is what I do, and I do very well. Nothing wrong with that. Is that braggadocious? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday. I think we're going to institute a new policy on Friday after 9 o'clock. We could be braggadocious. You got a lot of rules, man. <laughs> Whatever happened to, you know, <laughs> show up on time, respect others. Go ahead. It's now we're approaching 9.30 on a Friday, and the next few Fridays is going to be really big time because football's football is going to be on. yeah. Now we got one more week of calling up national writers. How good do you think the Utes are going to be? <laughs> so this is the time to screw around. I, I want you right now. Be braggadocious. Tell me something you're really good at. Yach, you too. Be braggadocious. Don't do it, Yach. Get on our app right now, people. Tell us something that you're really good at. The BYU podcast I host has had the largest listening audience across all of the Locked On Podcast Network for the last two weeks running. Yeah! Now, is that more you? Is that more just BYU? It's probably just BYU, but, you know, we'll go with myself. Will that, will that change when the NFL season starts, while the NFL we'll podcast blow up? We'll see. Be Good. braggadocious. Sniggy, what do you got? No, I've heard through the grapevine you're a fantastic lover. We got break time. That's what we got. 
And I mean that in the broad sense. You have the ability and the capability to love people. When we come back, <laughs> everything you've missed in this show and probably some stuff you haven't missed and you wish you had just missed that, but you didn't because no day is perfect, not even a Friday in the summer. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Lakers center DeMarcus Cousins has a torn ACL in his left knee. He'll miss a large chunk, if not all, of the upcoming season. USC Athletic Director Lynn Swan has high expectations for the Trojans football program this season. The expectation is that we're going to win the Pac-12 championship, Swan said at Thursday's ribbon ceremony for the recent renovations at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. NFL preseason, Kyler Murray, the number one pick, struggled 3 of 8 for 12 yards, and he was tackled for a safety as the Cardinals lose to the Raiders 33-26. to Former BYU star Bronson Kafusi, three tackles, two pass breakups, and a sack as the Jets beat the Falcons 22-10. Major League Baseball, Bryce Harper, a walk-off grand slam as the Phillies take down the Cubs 7-5, six runs in the ninth for Philadelphia. Marlins bash the Dodgers 13-7 despite Cody Bellinger's 40th homer tops in the major leagues. And the Indians hit seven home runs and crush the Yankees 19-5. Bees lose to El Paso 13-2 game two tonight. Smith's Ballpark, 7 o'clock. Get your tickets at slbs.com or listen to the game here on The Zone Sports Network. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Homie. Buying or selling a home, Homie will give you up to 5000 back to help you with closing costs and fees. Remember, it's simple to get started with Homie. See more at Homie.com. Three, two, one, one, one. The countdown is back on the Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60. As we count you down to the start of the college football season. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty will announce another selection. I see the one, Bob. Leading up to the start of the 2019 season. As voted on by the local media and you the fans. It's the top 60 and 60. Presented by Cypress Credit Union, the Southtown Auto Mall, and Master Electrical Service. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. All the stuff we have been talking about today. Talking with Uton Cougar coaches and players, Guy Holiday and Aaron Roderick. Gunnar Romney and Jalen Dixon. What did you hear that made you optimistic, PK? It's a Friday. People want to be upbeat. A couple weeks from now, somebody's going to be wearing a loss and the optimism will fade away. Oh, I got tons of optimism. I don't think either of these offenses are going to suck. They're going to be mediocre? (laughs) Well, if you look at it, you know, Utah's offense doesn't need to be great for them to succeed. It just doesn't. Now, maybe it needs to be a little bit better than they have been because they don't have a Matt Gay over there who just is an unbelievable weapon. and Kicking four, five, six field goals in a game? Yeah, and you can count on that dude almost from anywhere possible. And... I think the defense has an opportunity to be a little bit better. So uh, maybe that washes out. The offense is going to be handed the ball in some great field positions most likely. So, And I think that's been the story of uh, Utah's offense is just be good enough. If it's good enough, you know, you can be pretty good. But maybe, and I keep talking in circles here to an extent because I'm not really sure where to go, maybe to get to the Rose Bowl, it needs to be a little bit better. And you just don't want to get to the Rose Bowl either, for that matter. I mean, you want to get there and win. It was obvious that the winner 
of last year's Pac-12 title game was going to get annihilated in the Rose Bowl. Looked uh, like a major underdog. Yeah, and so, Washington scored late to make it close. That's but they got down big. That's not just getting there is great. I got it, but when you get there, you want to put on a, a representative effort because that's the show at that point in time. You're on in the midday New Year's Day, Guy Holiday's birthday, and there's nobody else playing. Right? It's yeah. you. And so, you know, you just don't want to go there and get hammered. You know, I, I don't put much stock in the fact that they got blitzed in the second half of the Holiday Bowl. Really doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, okay, fine. So be it. But the Rose Bowl is a little bit different because it's a tradition on that day to be sitting there watching football, that time of day particularly, that setting, you know, all sorts of history, the environment, the, the, just the setting is spectacular. So you want to do that. So the point being is that Utah's offense probably is going to have to be a little bit better than just good enough to get where they want to go. And then once they get there, if they get there, to be good. BYU's offense, to me, is much more of a question mark but, you know, you're comparing it to itself, as we are with Utah's offense, comparing it to Utah's history of offense. BYU's offense to itself, I think, has the opportunity to be the best they've had in four years. Uh, with a, an experienced offensive line. Mm, and, and Specifically four years, huh? Uh-huh. Well, I'm going back to when T- Taysom and, and uh, Jamal Williams were running the show there. So... And that's the that, that they won nine ball games yeah. that year, right? So I mean, that's not bad. Uh, it has the opportunity to be. It will be different looking than that offense. You're not going to have two thousand yard rushers, obviously. Uh, but Zach Wilson to me is one of the more intriguing prospects out there. Uh, what can he be? He looks the part. He speaks the part. He has the confidence in the part. As A-Rod told us, confidence because he knows what he's doing. Yeah. It's not cockiness. So can he do it? We didn't really hit that today. You got a question up at Facebook you put up after Bryce Harper hit the homer. Do you love him or hate him? I love the guy. He doesn't generate enough emotion in me for me to hate him. He just kind of annoys me. He doesn't annoy me at all. I love him. <laughs> I totally do. You like to think someone is having... A little more fun when they were on top of the game. Now the home run, actually, the run around the bases, that kind of that kind of made me like him. I like that. He was clearly jacked up. I mean, he got all of that one. Yeah, yeah. There's sure. home. There's balls you hit really high, and there's balls you hit really hard, and he did both. And the announcer was just being dramatic on the call, waiting for it to drop a fence. It is gone. You know, it, oh, it was gone. Everybody in their dome. It was gone and left his bat. Yeah. People who were at their first baseball game thought he hit that one out. Yeah. Everybody thought it was I, I love the intensity that he plays with. And but, you know, I'm going to be people, great. Screw you. And, and, and some people need that. And that's, you know, it kind of falls. I think his intensity kind of falls kind of the way D will. You know, it's just not approachable, not having a good time. Just kind of, I don't know, why is everything? But some people have to be like that to get the best out of themselves. So they can be fun and be popular, but then they're not as good a player as they can be. I don't know how he is in interview settings. No, I don't know so much. I mean, we see I've seen some. him play since he's 12 years old. Right. But I've never interviewed him as on a, a regular m- basis and got a sense of at all. I've right. never interviewed him at all, zero. I mean, I know folks who have I, I cuz I say I've known about him for Right, but you've you've talked to Kyle 12, after 14 years after now. big wins and big losses and after routine wins and so you get a sense of somebody, you build up, and, and we don't have that. He's 
playing back there in Washington. He's 26 years old, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I like his intensity, and sometimes he gets him in trouble. So understand br- that. And so to bring that back, you know, when you see someone, you obviously have heard stuff and had people tell you stuff because you asked A-Rod about Zach Wilson, and, you know, some people think he's arrogant. Some people think he's cocky. Some people just think he's confident. Oh, I know his high school you know. people, too. Right. And so, hey, you need an edge to play quarterback at that level. you got to carry yourself a certain way. And as a younger guy, have command in the pot, in the in the, with the older guys in the huddle. Yeah, Zach Wilson has done nothing to make me raise an eyebrow. Absolutely nothing. I'm on board with this kid. I hope he kicks butt. I'm excited to see him play the next couple years. And that's why he talked to Gunnar Romney. He's got the guys around him. The deep threat. I can't J- say for Jaylen sure. Jalen Dixon yes. for the Utes, Romney for the Cougars, or any other receiver. Who opens the field up like that makes the game easier. And be able to run the ball. Right. Makes the game easier for everybody else, including the O-line and the running back. I know they'll be able to do it against Liberty, but i got to see what they can do against, right off the bat, a high-quality defense. I'm excited for this game in 13 days. Rick the Dishwasher checking in. All right, let's start it out with a little joke. How about a little energy? Come on, what Rick. What do you got, buddy? <laughs> you just got finished doing the dishes. True. Um, all right. Susan has five babies. First baby's name is January. Second one is February. Third baby's March. Fourth baby's April. What's the fifth baby? May. Wrong. Well, of course. It, it wasn't a question. What's the fifth baby? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Abbott and Costello. Yeah, really? Who's on first? <laughs> Appropriate. Well done, Yach. All right, let's get to the prediction here. The Utes in nine years are famously terrible at expectation games. They Their first expectation game has usually come in October, and they lose it every single time. That's what amazes me. Witt is a great coach, good guy. He's great. National media loves the guy. Yep. But he's never won a big game here yet. He's won a game that he wasn't supposed to, but it didn't get them in the playoffs or win the South Division. Yeah, And this team's starting out with expectations from day one. I mean, this is a setup. Even this first game is a trap, even though it doesn't blow their season out. I mean, they have no reason to play hard. Zach Moss probably won't play much. BYU, if their best game is going to be their first game because they're so shallow in talent, this is when they're healthiest. And you guys are forgetting about Ludwig. He was the same thing as these other nine coordinators, predictable, because of Whittingham. He put such a stranglehold on him. He's the only coach in the world that says, let my defense win a game. And then he becomes the predictable run on first, run pass option on second, pass third and long with bad passers. And then punt. I mean, Hundley's a good athlete. Problem is he's been an athlete since he's five years old. As soon as that first option is, is, isn't there, his eyes are down quicker than Wilson and the other guy. All right, so how many games so, are you going to lose? So clearly, you're leading up to they suck. So we got that. So no, how no, many no, are they no, going to no, lose, they Rick? Suck. They suck. Suck. No, but here's how the, many, Rick? Eight, nine? What do you think? Four losses is typical. Um, okay, eight and four. The biggest, reason, the biggest reason they don't meet expectations is because that defense has always been great, but it's had the best kicking and punting game in the country. Now let's say we have a mediocre one. 
take away field position because field position mattered to the Utes more than any team because that offense stranded that defense more than any team in the country. So it'll be harder for them. It'll make defense look a little bit worse. I mean, they'll come in at their four. You know, he'll have them ready, but I don't think it's any different. See what the right. expectations starting so early. All right, eight and I mean, four. Never, we got you marked down, Rick. We got it. We got to go to break, Rick. But right, eight, eight and four. We got you marked down. All right. I think that's too low. It would be too low for the expectations. It would definitely be too low. We too low. I think that's uh, yeah. That's too low. I I understand. I, I've been saying a version of what he's been saying that these expectations are so outrageous. There's like nowhere to go but down. Somebody has to be picked to win, though. Don't you want that? I mean, yeah, you get that when you're picked top. first. It's over the top. Being picked first and being picked as a playoff possibility, and they've got the greatest this, they got the greatest that, they're the deepest at this, the greatest at that, it's too much. Some of that I'm okay with because I think the secondary is good. I think the D-line is good. Is the O-line yeah, good? Fine. It's got to be rebuilt question mark there, and I'm with you on the playoff prediction. That That's more than I expect. Win the Pac-12 South and then we'll see about the Pac-12 title game when you get there. Who you're playing, you know, are these teams healthy or not, or what, how's that, you know, that's a, to pick one game, that's a long way away. They're not, they're not good enough I can pick them to win that one game three months out. I mean, this is a team that lost three conference games last year. And sometimes that can fin- get you finished in third. And yeah, they return a lot, and that's great. So lose two conference games this year, be seven and two, be in the title game. I think yeah, seven and two oh, will get them there. Right, but the expectations are higher than that. That's my whole point. Well, somebody else's expectations are. Mine aren't. Well, fine. We've always Big thought deal ten for and two you. is a good year. Great, you, you, Mister Logical, Rational Dude. Nevertheless, I can name you fifty other people. You care about perception, though. The perception of Pat Forty thinks the Pac-12 is bad, and now all of a sudden, if Pat Forty and I'm using him generally, he picks him to win, the, get in the playoff. Oh, who cares? <laughs> Wait a second. You told me to be strong in my own opinion. Stand no, up I to have other no people. No problem with your opinions. <laughs> But there are zero other opinions. problems. There are other opinions out there. We've had people on the show pick them yes. to the playoff. It's a fact. Right. I know our listeners, you can't hear every segment of every show. PK's not making it up. We hit Brett well, Ciancia. Pick six previews. Yeah, there it was. That your guy, the hammer, the Wilner, the Wilner, the hammer. He's got him in sixth. Phil Steele, eighth. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. That's a lot of what we've been talking about in this show. And it's brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. National Joke Day. Twitter and Facebook are having a good time. We'll get to that. Your feedback next. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Second-year BYU quarterback, Zach Wilson. Your shoulder and the rehabilitation and what you've gone through, where are you at percentage-wise? Do you attach a percentage to your, your shoulder strength and your throwing ability? It's not 100%, obviously, but you know it's good enough if I had to play or good enough to come out here and run scrimmages and practice and stuff. And Every day is a little bit different. Some days you feel better, some days you feel worse, and you know I kind of just play it by day. I definitely feel like by the first game I'll be 100%. I'll be better than what I was last year. Um, I think that's kind of the biggest key. I think it's almost a blessing in disguise. And I'm learning to have to do other things to compensate for my arm being down. And so I think that's a, you know, a good thing. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.
How can you tell if an ant is a boy or a girl? They're all girls, otherwise they'd be uncles. I am so good at dunking Oreo cookies. Uh, hey, my name is Jeff. Hey, what do you call a pirate with two eyes, two arms, and two legs? A rookie. Hey, what happened when PK drank eight Cokes? He threw seven up. I ordered a chicken and an egg from Amazon. I'll let you know. <laughs> Which came first? <laughs> All right, today is National Joke Day, and that is going to be a big part of the feedback of the day brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. What's red and bad for your teeth? What? A brick. Yeah. I'll chew on that one for a while. Okay, you do that. <laughs> What do you call a cougar dressed as a ute? <laughs> Whittingham. <laughs> a lot of people put gun references in the jokes. A lot Ooh. of people put politics, political references in the jokes, and we're just going to skip over all of uh, The politics might be fun. I, I guess I'd have to look at them individually. I'd shy away from the gun stuff. Yeah, the political stuff isn't that funny. It's okay. Not, it's not that creative. And you're right. The gun stuff will just skip right over that and keep going. National Tell-A-Joke Day. Ben Simmons made a three. Ha! That's a joke. People are still still bitter about the Rookie that of the Year. five-year veteran winning Rookie of the Year? Yeah. <laughs> He's drawing Social Security and winning Rookie of the Year. Why isn't there a donut shop in Vivint? Because David DJ James works there. Hey Oh, come on. Wouldn't you put a donut shop in here because I work here? Well, no, it's today, now Fridays now. It's, uh, you know, no make fun of Sniggy days. Be nice to DJ. Yeah, no make fun of Sniggy You were making fun of me Fridays. right when you said that, Yock. You just broke the rule. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. <laughs> he was not. Totally disingenuous. Oh, I disagree vehemently. Uh, then there's a lot of BYU and Utah fans taking shots at each other with stuff that's really well, not that funny. No, no, save that for another week plus. Okay, we'll do that. All right, we're out of time. Tony and Austin are coming up next. Have a good weekend. We'll see you Sunday night on Talking Sports.